Welcome to episode 53 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Kaladi at Gelati LOL. With me tonight, we have the gang back together again. John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? Calvin T at Ruler R Sama. Hello. And Chris Jung at Prime LOL. Yeah, we brought Cal back, Honky. Get off my case. <laughs> Get off my case. <laughs> yeah, that whole thread was hilarious, by the way. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's great. Uh, so, um, end of the regular season in Korea is tomorrow morning. Uh, last games are on Thursday morning, and then we go right into the playoffs on Saturday. One day between playoffs and let's say the regular season. So, um, we have LCK playoffs. We have the last week of the regular season in, uh, the LPL, which will be ending on Monday with the additional day. And then we have playoffs. Well, actually, we're going to have semifinals and finals in the Western leagues this weekend for Europe and North America. As well as some of the smaller regions are doing playoffs too. But uh, yeah, so uh, probably going to be a little bit of a shorter show. We also don't have lines for a lot of the stuff this week, so we're probably just going to talk about it, talk about the matches like without that in mind as much, just like going through each of them. Uh, I didn't see any listener questions besides John's, which were uh, kind of funny. I don't know if you had anything on the YouTube side of things there, John. Nothing for me. Um, no reviews either. Guys are really slacking, man. Like, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start shilling, like, go, going to get like prizes or something to get people to do reviews. I'll say, man, easily my most like liked and responded to post of all time was just where I was like, somebody can sweat along with me for a night and get some free money. As like people came out of the woodwork to respond to that. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. There it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, do you guys have anywhere in particular where to start tonight? Like, I guess we could go. Do you want to do the last the last regular season that's left first? Yeah, sure. Let's go. And then Let's we'll go. go into the playoffs and all that. So we have we're gonna we're gonna tack Monday onto it just because it's the last day. We might as well. So uh, we have the LPL on Friday. We have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday will be the final day. It's twelve matches. A lot of playoff implications here. So uh, before we go into the actual games, I just real quick wanted to give a brief rundown of the playoff picture in the LPL. So. As it stands, there are six teams that are currently currently locked into playoffs. Uh, the order is not necessarily locked, so I'll just go down and briefly go through it. If you want to look at this, a good breakdown for it's at Leakpedia, as always. Um, so Invictus have locked at least a semifinal by, or no, at least a top four. Like even if they lose out, they've locked top four. Um, E Star Fun Plus, JDG, EDG, and Top have locked playoffs. So those those are the six teams that have locked playoffs for certain. The order in which they will be is yet to be decided. Uh, it's looking like Invictus is probably going to be number one, would be my guess, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they could. They have two matches left. Eastar has one match left. There's a chance Invictus could fall to two if Fun because Fun Plus have three matches. If Fun Plus went out and Invictus lose their next one, that could happen. Um, so that's that's. There's a lot of possibilities still, uh, but generally the that's like your top three. JDG's looking in there too. Invictus has LNG mixed in there, which is probably a win, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then, like, EDG and Top have you know, a couple games left. They could they could move up, but they can't move down, so they're going to be... Or I guess they could move down, but they can't get knocked out of playoffs, technically. And then the real competition is for the 7 and 8 seed. So it's looking like... Uh, so we have RNG at 7, at 8 and 7... They just need to win. Who is RNG playing their final round? RNG plays. You got some background noise there, Chris. Um, RNG plays Sunning in their last match, which is not going to be uh, 
a free win by any means because Sunning won't be eliminated yet. Uh, and then you have OMG at seven. You have OMG holding the eight spot currently at seven and eight with one match left to play against. And then I'll go and against WE. That's the final day. So, and then you have this whole host of teams at six and eight or six and nine or five and eight. So the rest of the playoff field legitimately goes down to 15th place, LGD. And while it's less likely for a lot of these teams because they only have one match left, there's so I'll, I guess I'll just go down by who has one match left, right? Is that probably the easiest way to do it? Sure. So RNG and OMG have one match left. So they're the current 7 and 8. Uh, Rogue, or Vici, Billy Billy, Suning, and Dominus are all have one match left, and they're all sitting at 6 and 9. So a lot of them don't really control their fate, even if they win. They have to depend on other other results. LGD have three more matches, and they're at five and eight. So they're the only one of these teams. They're the only one of these teams that can get to eight wins. Yeah, you too, John. By the way. <laughs> by the way. Uh, so they're the only one of these teams that can uh, get to get to eight wins. So. Yeah, that was really long. And then LNG and Victory Five are knocked out. Obviously, Victory Five knocked out. Chris, you're uh, you're diving. Bro. Oh, anyway. seriously? I yeah, think. It, yeah, oh, yeah. I thought it was catching from my no, Yeti good. mic, which is on mute. You're good. Um, so anyway, that's the that's the big picture breakdown. Now, before we go into the slate, let's take a like. I'll just go through and ask you guys like, who do you think is going to be the seven and eight? Like, just. Before we dive into this whole thing, because I think a lot of like like context and like your perception matters about how you're going to bet these games moving forward or like approach these games. So like, John, what do you think? Who who's going to end up being the seven and eight? Uh, it seems pretty likely that it's just going to stay the same, it, but it, I, it's just going to come down to who wins between OMG and WE. I think um, I like to think that OMG will win that matchup, but I'm not necessarily sure that they match up that well against WE. So uh, OMG or WE taking the eight spot and. Uh, RNG holding on to the seventh spot would be my guess. Cal, what about you? I agree. I think I don't, OMG just sucks right now. I just Hacker and SMLZ is just not not a fan of them as of recent. RNG has been struggling, but they should be okay though because of how the teams are set up or the schedule is set up. Chris, any thoughts on is, who, who's going to be the seven and eight for you? Uh. Jeez, this is hard. I'm really hoping that WE somehow finds its way in. It's a shame that Vici is like so far away from being able to be let in. I thought they had a chance. They were making a turnaround. Yeah, like Vici. Uh, so all of the teams at six and nine, like Vici, Billy Billy, Suning, Dominus, mm-hmm. aren't mathematically eliminated, but they they need to two zero their final matches, and mm-hmm. they need like they basically need OMG and WE to lose. Yeah, or like. I know I was doing it for Billy Billy today, but like Billy Billy needs OMG to beat WE, but WE to also lose the rest of their matches. So like, there's a lot of like these weird, super specific, right. like down to the game differential scenarios for all these teams. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that'll hold. I will give WE a better chance if OMG is still showing off like they did. I w- I'm not impressed by their last few games that they were playing. And WE to me is at least more exciting to watch. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of want it to be WE, but I think it's just going to be RNG and OMG. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing with WE is um, Teacher was looking really good for a number of weeks, and then people started banning some of his mid-picks, and I don't think his champion pool has held up very well. Ever since he started getting, like, banned targeted at him, he's looked pretty bad. So it's going to come down, I think, a lot of it comes down to that, because Icon has actually looked very good, despite the rest of the team not looking good. Yeah, I kind of think... Yeah, I'm I'm with John. Like it, that that match on Monday morning is gonna basically determine the eight seed. Like team W, it's gonna be WE or OMG in all likelihood. I think of the rest of the teams, like if you had to pick like a dark horse, like who's the dark horse for you? I kind of think there's like one right? obvious one. Can Rogue Warriors make it? Right, I'm pretty sure they can. Yeah, yeah, like all of these teams can make it. They just need a lot. Rogue of- Warriors' big thing is they need to beat FPX. Because they can beat LGD with their other match, but they have to beat FPX, which is the tough part. If they can beat FPX, they can definitely beat LGD and, and find themselves in there. I kind of think LGD is like the obvious dark horse. Like if they, yeah, the, the the obvious dark horse. I know that's like an oxymoron, but uh, like because they have three matches left to play, and they're the only one of these teams that can get to eight wins. Yeah, they have to beat FPX too, though. Well, no, I guess Rogue Warriors. Yeah, can get both, to eight the, wins. both of those teams are going to have to beat FPX if they yeah. want to. And, like, if I had to pick one other besides that, I actually think it's Billy Billy. Because, like, I was playing through all the scenarios today, like, that they would need to happen to get into playoffs. And it's not that un- – it's not likely, but it's not that unreasonable. Like, the odds aren't that ridiculous for, like, the exact scripts to play out in a way that, like, lets Billy Billy in. And, honestly, it reminds me a lot of that JD- JDG team that got into playoffs in spring last year. Where they needed like six different game results to go exactly correctly, and then like they got in by like one game or something like that. I totally forgot that that's how that happened. You're oh totally yeah, like, oh like, yeah, dude. Exact scenario that they needed to make it in. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it was like literally, it was like an exacto. It was like a horse racing exacto. They needed like like eight different things to go exactly right, like down to the game, and it did. It was like the weirdest. It's like lightning striking, dude. It's never gonna happen. Yeah. So. Though I think really we got to talk about like the those three, so RNG, OMG, and WE are probably like going to be two of those three are probably going to end up getting this final seed. And I mean, based on recent performance, I, I think WE is the best team of those. But like, all three of these teams are very different. I would say. So yeah, I. What do you think about while you're talking about this? What do you think about the the idea that Uzi can't play the playoffs unless he plays this last match? Is he coming in for the last match to to maybe be a playoff option or no? I I think if it's in dire need of them to win, he doesn't come in. But I think if they are secured for a playoff spot, he comes in to play one game. Yeah. I mean, why, why not have him on the roster? You it's know what I mean? such a bizarre situation. Like Yeah. Last because, like, there, there's a chance that they just have to win this game. And if that's the case, I kind of don't want to play him in his first game back. Yeah, a little, a little sketchy, right? It feels like that's they maybe really... should have brought him back for a game against Victory 5 at some Man, point. Or maybe. Like that, to mm. add him available. I, I don't know. I, I think so many of this team's issues... RNG are, like, strikingly similar to TSM. Like, it's ridiculous how, how like, over the last two weeks... Really, like, three weeks... RNG have looked more like TSM than TSM. Like, it's been, like, the weirdest thing. Like, I, I almost feel bad for the players because, like, they can't – they're just put into situations that are impossible. They're, like, like they're, they're they're so far behind in so many situations that they, they're, they're basically playing in ten times Earth's gravity with all the drafts that they've had. So, yeah, I don't know. I, 
I got questions about them. I got questions about their coaching staff. But that Uzi angle is interesting. Yeah, uh, just something I was thinking that, about. Do you want to fire that question off, Chris? Yeah. I mean, xGhostWriter90x asks a question for the eSports plug. How are you such a god at DFS? Um, honestly, for a long time, just like a short answer, but honestly, for a long time, all I was doing is the same thing that like a million people are doing right now. I was just entering good, solid 4-3 lineups. And then the edge now, I don't think, has anything to do with that anymore. Like, I literally just made my name doing the stuff that, like, every donkey is doing now, now that the thing is blown up. Um, but I think the edge now is entirely in trying to figure out who everybody else is playing and trying to make sure that you're on teams that are going to be low-owned because the results of matches are so hard to predict that it, you're better off just finding yourself in a place that other people aren't playing. So I think that's really the only edge that I have right now, to be honest with you. It's, like, more about game the game theory of it than it used to be. It used yeah, to it's be about like... trying to find who's going to be low-owned. I mean, look at these last couple slates. Like, SKT shouldn't have really had any ownership on this last slate, and they ended up in the in the optimal lineup. It's those kinds of things that I think are the, are the big edges, especially if you're playing small contests. If you're playing, like, the $400, then, yeah, just play good, solid 4-3 lineups. But if you're playing, like, the Titan, you should be, I think, just totally thinking just do, about ownership. Yeah, get outside the box. Right? Yeah. Get far yeah, outside people, the box. Like, go all the way down the block. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, let's say one more thing. People keep messaging me on Twitter, and they'd be like, here's my stack. Do you think this is a good lineup? There's almost no lineup that I would tell you is a bad lineup. Like, the only thing that I could – the only thing I would tell you is a bad lineup is if you're, like, half stacking a series. Like, if you have, like, two IG, two of IG's opponent, and then the other half of your thing is something else, that's probably bad. Yeah. Other than that, literally, like – People message me with, like, four Victory 5 in their lineup. I'm like, yep, solid. Victory 5 probably going to have no ownership. Like, you can win the Titan with it. Like, no, almost no lineups are, like, really bad. <laughs> yeah, I was I was saying, too, like, I've gotten to the point now where I'm just like, okay, let me do, like, top jungle duo, mid jungle duo, like, from a different series. Like, I'm doing, like, like all these weird... <laughs> anyway. You just want to take down the Titan. Oh, it's different. I mean, it's different, like... I mean, if I'm playing, like, smaller contests, it's a different story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm playing, like, a 100-person contest, I'm just going to play a good fundamental lineup or a couple of them if that's an option. Like, but, it, yeah, if you're doing these if you're doing these big things with, like, 20,000 people, yeah, you got you to gotta get nuts. Like, yeah. you, know, you got to get crazy or you're going to be splitting. Like, you, and you got to be aware that, I mean, I mean, John, you like to say it, too. Like, at that point, unless you're literally sitting there all day entering, like, 400 lineups, which some people do, good for them. For most pe- for most people, it's gambling. Like yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of gamble. Yeah, like I don't I don't want to say I don't want to say it's like taking the skill out of it because there is some skill to it, but like for the most part, it's you got to understand what you're signing up for, you know. So get outside the box. <laughs> I want to see like the triple support. <laughs> we can't even do that. I Wouldn't that be it. wild? <laughs> I miss it. We used to be able, I think. Triple oh, support no, 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 with still, CLX still, mid lane. Oh, double. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it was two flex spot. I used to love that. It's like. Support, support, support. Yeah, just three winning supports. They will probably have to change the game. If it stays, like, remotely popular like it is now, they're going to have to change how the builds are because it's just too – there's too many chops. I don't know how many times I've – like, I won the Titan a couple times in the last week, and I, like, barely made profit because the the stacks are so commonly owned. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, actually. I I know it's a tangent as well, but going forward, uh, too, we won't expect this type of scheduling. I tweeted this about it uh, just a couple of uh, weeks ago. The scheduling will not look like this, so we won't have six games per night, uh, five games per night kind of um, schedule. 
yeah, which I mean, just is going to increase the number of chops even more when you get down to three games in a night or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's probably going to – I mean, it'll, there will still be five in the summer because, like, during a regular week, there's still two to three series in China, depending on the day, without the condensed schedule. And for four days a week, there are two series in Korea per night. So you'll still have five game slates, like four days a week, probably, or two. It'll be two or four. I forget how many, how because China I think goes two and then three and then two and then three. I just forget how it's divvied up. But uh, so you'll still have some bigger slates, but there's going to be a lot fewer of them, and it'll be a lot less rapid succession. So they are. I agree. They're going to have to change some stuff. Otherwise, it's going to be Chop City. Yep. Uh, LPL slate. Any other comments on this stuff, or let's just jump into it. So there are no lines out, obviously, because there is playoff implications for a lot of these, and they don't want to release lines. Similar to, like, football, like, week 17, where we don't know if a team – like, if, if if some team wins tomorrow morning, then the team on Friday no longer can make playoffs, and maybe they'll play subs. So a lot of the books don't want to float lines out there. There are some, if you look around, that, like, I think are. There probably is. I didn't see any. Uh, if you look hard, I'm sure you could find them. But uh, Friday morning, we have LNG against Team WE. LNG are eliminated mathematically, and <laughs> WE don't really. They need to win like two of their final three, I think, to have a good shot. And they one of those needs to be against OMG. Yeah, this LNG one is definitely their spot if they want to get a win. Yeah, because they can beat OMG, but their third one is is a tough matchup if I remember correctly. Yeah. EDG, yeah, yeah they, they EDG. probably won't beat. Uh, I mean, WE is probably going to be like a minus five hundred favorite here, right? Like something big like that. Yeah, it'd be pretty big, I would think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and I mean, like LNG too. Like, it's weird. The the LPL has like three tiers of each type of team. You ever think about that? So like, you have the Lane Kingdom team of of Invictus, right? Then you have yeah. like the next tier down lane kingdom team, which is OMG. <laughs> then you have the next tier down lane kingdom team, which is LNG, right? But like they all play this like lane centric scale up, like get individual advantages and then transition that into team fighting. And you have top in there too somewhere. Like top's in like tier one point five, right? So you have that kind of team. And LNG are like the bottom tier. I always say it was the die chest orange, just the, the the thing we always reference, but <laughs> yeah. Like and WE are the opposite. Like WE want to skirmish and get out into the side lanes and play the map and that stylistically that's usually a good thing unless there's a massive gap in player skill. I don't think that's the case in this matchup. So WE are going to struggle against a team like Invictus, but even today you saw they were able to get a game off Invictus just playing the way they do, right? So I think WE are going to rightly be favored here by a big amount and I'll probably be on WE. Yeah, I like WE to pick up the win there for sure, especially with how much they needed, and LNG just hasn't looked very good at all. Yeah, so. LNG, there's a yeah. very strong chance that LNG are going to be playing like maybe subs in this spot too. Like, Seems I don't like it because yeah, they yeah, yeah, they played Chenlin in the last match. Uh, not good. <laughs> did not you really guys know? Did you guys know that they had the the 25th out of 25 challenger team, like LDL team? So they don't even have anybody to come up with. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like. That was their person that they pulled up. They pulled him up from the last place AAA team. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like went to look at his numbers, try to find film on. I was like, I'm looking at like some of his numbers. I was like, okay, like, I guess on the team that's 25th in the Challenger League, he has average stats, so that's impressive, <laughs> I guess. So like, he's probably good. Like, he's probably better. He's probably the best player on that team. But I haven't watched any 
LNG Academy film. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, so, me, me neither. I tried. I tried looking for. It. I was like, eh, I'm not. I tried for like five minutes. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I think I get it here. So yeah, we. Um, any other comments on this? Uh, JDG Dominus. This one is suddenly very interesting because Dominus look good. I never thought I'd say it, but like Dominus are a top centric team that finally, fifteen matches into their season, or I guess fourteen matches into their season now, realize that they're a top centric team and they're playing you, that way. What do you mean you never thought you'd see it, Gelati? This is this is DMO every single season. Oh, like, this team looks great. Oh, this is the worst team in the league. Oh, <laughs> this is DMO every season. I, I'm I'm over DMO and their changes. I was on DMO pretty pretty hardcore this year, and it I actually paid off. It was people kept making fun of me because it was a coaching change, but like I swear to God, this year is all about coaching. It feels like, yeah, I and agree. I'm like, dude, they brought in a coach. I'm like, guys, these this team is actually going to be solid. And like, nah, nah. I'm like, well, natural can play a carry and a take meta. It doesn't really matter. He's a really versatile guy. Zhao Pang is one of the question marks. You know how you, you have a Shiwei or Shie and then that Xiaowei guy. And the way he plays is like another support in the mid lane. He's just like a doing be like a broke version of doing be. Mark and Gala has been together for a while. You just really need to piece this team together and just have some coordination. There you go. You have a decent DMO team. <laughs> I think like what's really cool about this story to me is, is not that I think Dominus are going to be a good, I don't even think they're going to be a good team come summer, honestly, because I don't think playing through top lane is a good way to play. Like, just in general right now. But, like, DMO, I guess, I'll pull, like, a magic equivalent for, for anybody that's played out there. DMO are, so, playing through top lane is kind of like the guy that's really, really good at the Tier 2 deck in a format. Like, and he's been playing it forever, and he knows all the matchups, and he can outplay you and do that one thing very, very well. That's kind of what I think DMO are going to turn into. Where, I don't think top set, it's kind of what I think. Team Solo Mid should be doing. I was tweeting about that this morning because if you look at back at Team Solo Mid's best games this year, it's when they were playing through top, which is weird to say, but it's true. Go back and check it out. Uh, it's not optimal, but if that's what you are, then that's what you are, right? Yep. So it kind of sucks that it took them this long to find out, but again, like if you think about it, like as soon as they brought that coach in was when this turnaround started. And the coach was probably like, look, I mean, at first they didn't. They tried They tried going to the, the other lineup, right, with Melody and Bless. Yeah. But, yeah, I, this is suddenly very interesting. That said, JDG are going to two of this, like, easy, no problem. <laughs> like, yeah, you, get, you have to think so, right? I mean, especially with Zoom Zoom coming back. J, JDG are on a warpath, man. Like, you see, they've won, I think they've won, like, five in a row now or six in a row. And it was kind of what we expected at the beginning of the season. We said yeah. JDG was like an outside contender to win the league. And I had then, them number two. Yeah, they slipped just a little bit towards like the early middle of the season. But since then, they've looked like pretty much what we expected of them. I'd make them a favorite over Invictus in the playoffs right now. I think they are the best team in China. I agree really? with you. I, I think they're the best team in China. Jeez, you guys are hardcore on this. <laughs> the thing like, is, the, Metis, or the, ten, the next patch is actually going to be really good for Kanavi. And Kanavi's just insane right now. This patch has been good no, for Kanavi. The Kindred yeah, buffs. Like, by the way, I always like to critique teams that let talent go. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to kick Griffin while they're relegated and down right now. <laughs> but, because that, that franchise, I mean, besides all the shady dark shit that was happening behind the scenes that we didn't know about, that team had a bunch of prospects that were exceptional too. Oh, right? yeah. 
and Kanavi was one of them, and they got to be kicking themselves for letting that go now. I mean, obviously, it's not the same ownership group anymore because they had they did away with all that. But like, man, wouldn't Griffin love to have? I mean, they have Tarzan, but like, I, I, Griffin's problem. I don't want to go into Griffin. Griffin's problems are coaching more than players. But Kanavi has been. I'm all trying to just. What I'm trying to say is Kanavi's just been nuts this season. Kanavi's been like probably the best jungler in the world this season. Yeah, he's been very, very good. Like who's be- who's been better than him? Some guys that have a little bit more limited sample size, and I'm not saying they're better than him, but yeah. like Gigi's been very good. Uh, we haven't gotten to see him very yeah. much, but he's been really good since he came. Which is back. not surprising because he was excellent last year too. Um, yeah, Piosic's been-, been really good for a rookie, but he's had Piosic and Kanavi coincidentally very similar champion pools. Yeah. Bay Chang's been pretty good, even though his team's not great. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I still think Yankos is a monster. Uh, yeah, I think Yankos made is making a name for himself. Yeah, for uh, sure. I hate this dude. Blabber, Blabber's been so good this season. Yeah, yeah. I kind of think yeah, you have to put him good. in this conversation, right? We'll see. I mean, yeah. we're always cautious with NA players, but him, his playing is not inting. <laughs> He's not over aggressive, yeah. which is perfect. So, I love what Reaper's done. Interesting question, then. Like, if is JDG the best team in the world? There's a pretty good argument for I it. I think they are, right? Yeah, I think they are. It's kind of interesting because, like, yeah, like it's it's not like it doesn't like pop off the page and be like, oh yeah, they're the best team, they're number one or whatever. But like, you think about it more, you'd be like, I think they are. Like, I think they're just the best team in the world right but now. Like we said, it's just um, unfortunately you guys aren't a big believer in their bottling last year, <laughs> but. Adding Logan to that team just makes him a lot better. And I, I criticized Logan earlier in the season, but he, yeah, Logan, Logan's the real deal, dude. I was yeah, teeing, sure. off, I was teeing off on the broadcast because they were talking about how Logan was a weak link on top. I said, dude, just shut up. I had to mute it. I had to mute it. I said, dude, I can't, I can't right now. Like Logan was like arguably like the best or second best AD carry on the planet last year, and like no one's anyway. That's a digression. Uh, JDG, oh, they're gonna two zero. I know. Yeah, they, I, I mean, and honestly, JDG are they still have an outside shot to take the number one seed? Yeah, I like them in the playoffs. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to get there, although they could get there for the number one seed in the regular season. But in the playoffs, they're looking very good. FPX a contender with them. They could get two. I think. I think it's pretty likely that they do get two. I mean, if they two zero here, they go to twelve and four. Eh, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, I I, I love JDG. My JDG futures are looking very good. Oh yeah. Um, so next up we have EDG Invictus, another, actually a pretty interesting match. Um, EDG looked like what we thought they were going to look like before the season. And I think before, I just want to do one more brief aside and we'll start pounding through the sleep. I promise. But <laughs> I want to give so much credit to this organization for dealing with all the bullshit and all the trials and tribulations that they had to go through with this like emergency quarantining thing that they did. I'll just run it down real quick. Most people, I think, know by now, but I'll just run it down real quick. Lost their two main coaches to quarantining and potentially actual health issues. We don't actually know. Uh, Lost both of the junglers that were on their starting roster. Had to bring in an emergency sub that was an import from Taiwan. Had to bench their starting top laner, Jinu, who's a stud, as we all see. We all knew this, but... Had to bench him to make room for another import slot for the jungler. They still were really, really good with all these substitutions. And I think it speaks, like, volumes to... I'm just going to call two players out that have been criminally underrated in their careers. 
But Scout and Mako are like one of the strongest cores over the last like five years in League of Legends, like period. And definitely true. Like keeping keeping a team and and hope hope really developed too. But like Scout and Mako have been criminally underrated by like pretty much everybody. Like I mean, anybody that follows the LPL knows how good they are. But those two carried this team so so hard through all this shit. And now seeing that they're they're like peaking and they they didn't miss a beat like they've stepped they've stepped in, there wasn't shaking any rust off. They looked good like right from the get go. So I think they're going to be they're going to compete in playoffs too. Um, yeah, I like EDG and I like them to beat IG. Actually, it's weird. Like it it almost looks <laughs> top. There's a lot of question marks still because like just the way they play. But like top should be in this tier also. But I don't know yet. Like I'm not willing to commit to that. But like it, it's starting to look like the actual top five are like a clear cut better than everybody. So yeah, EDG Invictus. I I'm with you. This is probably going to be like Invictus minus three hundred or something like that. I'm going to be all over EDG. Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm kind of out on Invictus. We were talking about it before the pod started, but you can sometimes tell the difference in how teams are playing from their stats, even if it's not something that you're picking up on in the game. And I would not have even picked this up from watching their recent matches, but three of their players have, like, no kill participation. Like, Leian, the Shy, and Southwind are averaging, like, less fantasy points per game than almost anybody else in the league. And that's not just about fantasy. It just means they're not participating in these kills. It means that most of these kills that are going on are just rookie styling on people or Puff cleaning something up at the end of a small skirmish or something. But the team's just not team fighting the way that pre- like previous versions of IG have. So I- I'm a little bit worried about IG. I-, I like EDG to beat them here. The thing, the thing is though, like worried about IG is relative, right? True. Yeah. So like worried about IG is like okay, maybe they're not number one, but they're like a top four team, right? Like yeah. they're still just so good that I don't know. I I am with you. Like I, I have concerns. Like and and legitimately, we criticize them for this at Worlds too, but like. Is miss? Uh, do they miss Ning? I think so. I don't think Land's been very. Good I think at all, they really. miss Balan. I, I think, think they, they miss. miss I think they miss that core. Like Ning and Balan were like so so good at like free. facilitating exactly the like what they are. They need to free Balan. He's been just sitting there and doing nothing the whole C split long. He could he could be a starter for a top any of the top team right now. I don't. Know, maybe not the top top teams. Like okay, I wouldn't. Maybe not the top top teams. That one's really really good. Like I don't want top esports with Jackie instead of Chocho. If I'm top, yeah, I don't I'm get doing. the Chocho. I actually like Yunjanjio, whatever his name Yunja. is. I think he, he Yeah, I yeah. think he was better with Jackie Love, in my opinion. Well, obviously, like I mean, this, he came in two weeks ago. He they have two supports on the roster. They're just gonna have two pairs. They're going to do just like Sandbox is doing. Just like that way they practice together. It's more efficient that way. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's it is concerning, but like I also like I also halfway think that Invictus could legitimately just be sandbagging. Like would it surprise you at all to see them just like go nuts in playoffs and just like three zero a bunch of people? Maybe a little bit, but I would be surprised. Yeah, a little yeah. bit with this roster. If, yeah. if it was the same roster as before, I mean, they just play a different play style where they can turn it on like that. I'm not sure this team has that in them. I wonder if Bellin's just, like, re- like retired without officially announcing. Because mm, it is be a little sad. bit weird, right? That'd be sad. I don't know. It's it's, it's a strange situation. Like, I kind of wish they'd get the band back together, but maybe it wouldn't be that good this time. Maybe he's just not good anymore, and they see that, and we don't get to see that. You know, like, maybe yeah. they see him in scrims, and he's just not good anymore. Um, Saturday? Vici versus Victory 5. 
the last opportunity, the last bastion, the hill that Victory 5 will die on. It's the first time that Victory 5 is going to be playing against a team that's probably going to be mathematically eliminated when they play, so you got to think this is their shot. Because <laughs> I think when they play, they're going to play, play Bill, They play Billy Billy on Thursday morning. I did a write-up on it. Billy Billy aren't technically mathematically eliminated, but they're like 1% or something like that. So you got to think Billy Billy Billy's going to try to win. Yeah, Billy Billy's going to try to win. I also think Billy Billy have looked really, really good recently. So, um, <laughs> dude, <laughs> wouldn't it just be poetic to see, like, Forge into Victory 5 <laughs> and that, like, that's how they get a win, another win? <sighs> I don't think it's going to happen. Could, you could, I could see it happening. Um, I kind of hope we find Nisa win one game. And this has to be their game. Two teams who don't care. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, Peachy really has, I mean, they looked okay. I mean, they look good throughout the season, but I don't know, man. It's just something tells me about something about V5 that they're just going to draft something wacky and it's just going to throw Coma off guard. And you know what? <laughs> what can you do? Coma left Wukong up twice. Like, come on, bro. Like, I don't understand that. And you should know that Wukong is just broken. So I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. V5 could draft something that Kokomo is not ready, then V5 just wins, like outright with just sheer team fight. I, I wonder, because there's a very good chance that Vichy are going to be eliminated by this point. I'm trying to think, like based on today and tomorrow, but ugh. I don't know. I, I'm, dude, no. And, and by the way, this is coming from someone that is playing Victory 5 spreads tomorrow. Oh, gosh. You too? I'm playing kill spreads tomorrow for them, but they're like 13 and a half and 12 and a half. <laughs> I'm expecting the total to be rather low, so I was like, oh. okay. It's like the it's like getting a 13 point spread in like a 34 point total NFL game or something. So I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll dabble, screw it. <laughs> no, I mean the number the numbers just tell me to. That's so. I'm not, dude. I'm not touching this game. I hate both these teams. <laughs> um, fun plus Rogue Warriors. It's kind of beneath. This is the the crucial match for Rogue Warriors here. Is is Fun Plus just going to crush their dreams, or is Fun Plus going to mess around and give Rogue Warriors a shot in this one? I don't know. Like uh, Fun Plus gets a dream crush tomorrow too. Like, yeah, they, just they get LG, they get LGD tomorrow, so they're just going to go on the Crush Your Dreams tour, which uh, that's the name of the podcast. It just has to be the FPX Crush Your Dreams tour. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's with their skin release. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, Rogue Warriors. I, I I've been writing a lot about them because um, they've been kind of like the they've been the I call them the feistiest underdog. They've been the feistiest underdog in the LPL. I think they're like. I mean, I can pull it up real quick. I, I I'm pretty sure they're like they're like they're like eight and four as underdogs or something like that, and they're like extremely good against the spread. They're like nine and two against the spread or something like that. So, uh, they've been pretty good, but and they've been very good recently, which is notable. But they also, you know, got the shit kicked out of them by JDG. I could totally see that happening again with Fun Plus. Like they're going to be up for this game. Make no mistake. Like this is it for them. So they're gonna they're gonna throw the kitchen sink at this. But I I, I kind of think this is just going to go the way the JDG series went. They're just going to get smashed. Like I don't think this team's that good. I think they're okay. Like I think they're okay at best. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I think probably Fun Plus just crushes their dreams here. Uh, so they are they're five and six as underdogs, but they are they're seven and four against the spread. So and they have two two O's. So um, 
pretty good. And they went on a string. They've won five of their last six against the spread, and that's after the way-on situation. So that's since way-on, like not including it. So they've only lost one game against the spread. But it was against a good opponent in JDG, and I kind of think Fun Plus are just going to get into playoff form with game one now. And bye-bye, Rogue Warriors. I think that's what's going to happen here. We're living on the 21st day, AW. Yeah. <laughs> After way <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Sooning. Rogue Warriors. Sudden, or not Rogue. Sooning. Ro- uh, we'll never give up. RNG. Um, suddenly very interesting, right? A lot of combat. A lot of, like, chatter about this on Twitter from me especially. But, like, at some point, you just ban Misfortune from Sooning. Like, they play Misfortune every single game. It's been like I don't know, like twenty games in a row they've played Misfortune. Like if if they're not winning, do you do you still just ban it just because it's the only thing they play? It's kind of weird because like if they're not winning, I kind of just let them keep doing it, right? <laughs> like it's like such that's a weird the question for me. It's like if they're not winning, is it worth banning it? I don't so... know, but who knows how much worse they are if they don't have it. That's true. I mean, all right. So, I mean, I, I kind of went off a little bit on you guys, like on, off the deep end, exploring this with, and I mentioned it to you guys like yesterday. But Juan Fong has actually been the most efficient carry, or not efficient. He's not the most efficient. He's the highest damage carry on the planet in the four, like in the four major regions, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. By like, there's good. one person close to him, and it's it's hybrid. That's it. Wow. It's a big drop off after those two. Um. So he's been the highest DPM carry on the planet by, like, a pretty long shot besides hybrid. And while he does, like, have a, you know, gets a lot of resources and everything, and he's playing MF every game, I think doing this without Aphelios, who's considered to be, like, the broken, like, damage carry this split, where there was a lot of correlation for damage numbers, it's kind of impressive, but it's still Misfortune, who also does a boatload of damage and may not accomplish a lot with that damage sometimes. So... Maybe a little bit of noise in the numbers, but I also think he's been pretty good this season. And I think Sunning, it's weird. Sunning, I'm positive, are better than their record, but at some point, you gotta, you know, the rubber beats the road, they're just not winning games, right? Like, I'm I'm positive this team's better than their record, but I've been saying that for three weeks now. Four weeks. So, I don't know, man. RNG have so many issues right now that I don't know if they can solve. Like, I'm learning a lot from the TS my TSM blunders. TSM have been my worst team this split. Like financially. Like that I have I have lost the most on them by far. It's not even close. So they're the new Gen G. TSM the new Gen G. Um I guess Mad Lions too, maybe. But uh RNG remind me a lot of that and that like you can't just assume drafting problems will be fixed, even if it's like an easy fix. And we already mentioned it uh before the cast too, but or did we mention it on the cast? I forget. But um, if Uzi is going to play this season, he has to start this series because this is RNG's final series. So the LPL yep. has a rule where you have to start at least a series. It's a full series, right? Yeah. I think you just have to play maybe just have to, have to play, play a game. game. You have to play one game. Okay, yeah. so RNG, if Uzi is going to play this season, Uzi has to play in this series. But... RNG aren't necessarily locked. I mean, RNG are probably going to be locked for playoffs. We'll see. It's going to take a lot for them yeah, to fall actually, no, they, they, they won't be locked yet. They, they'll be Not locked. locked. But they, yeah. They'll be locked with a win here, which is an interesting situation because do you disrupt the flow and bring Uzi in just to 
have the chance to use him or do you risk not making playoffs? I would think that he's going to play in this series, actually. Interesting. Or that he they I, win game one and then he plays game two. That makes the most sense to me, to have him come yeah. in for game two, at least if you're winning already. I don't know. This is, yeah, I agree. This is a weird vibe to it. RNG probably win, but I, I, I don't trust them at all. Like, you, you can't... I could go off on a tangent about it, but like see see my see my Twitter timeline about some of their drafts this morning from uh, Wednesday morning because don't draft Elise and one game one lane that you can gank with it, and then don't gank that lane. <laughs> yep. It's not. This isn't rocket science. It's all right. That's it. I'm not going off. On that. <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's not complicated. Okay. Sunday. JDG. LDG. <laughs> JDG smash. I mean, LGD yeah, are basically yeah. must-win, 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 back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So, LGD's just looked overall, like, not great. I think they got a little bit – people got a little bit tricked by some wins they had that might not necessarily have been uh, legitimate victories. Like, they're winning against RNG. I don't think it was because they were playing fantastically. Again, drafting issues. But like, Yeah. So, all right, I'll give credit to – I think LGD are misunderstood – uh, I think because you, like people look at their like their early season and they look at like their average game time and they just assume that this is like a like a scaling team and they're not like this team is playing in, like they're in on peanut like they they are in on making plays happen in snowballing leads that way and if they don't they just get run over and they lose big time yeah but like they have decent kill per loss numbers they have. Like they've been, they them and Rogue Warriors have been like the feisty underdogs in the LPL. Like they're both like against the spread darlings. Like they all have like they both have like seventy plus percent against the spread this season. So I think that's why people like them and think that they're better than they are because they've taken games. But a lot of the games they've taken, you're right, have been like illegitimate. A couple of them have been legitimate. Like Peanut's just a god again because he's been playing out of his mind. But they have tr- they're gonna have trouble against like actual good teams that play proactive and on the map, and JDG are one of those teams. But, like, a team like RNG, yeah, they can pick on, because RNG's not going to do anything proactive, right? A team like TOP, yep. not going to do anything proactive. A team like OMG, not going to do anything proactive. Like, if you look at a lot of LGD's wins, or, like, even just, like, their game wins, it's against teams like that, where, like, they can kind of pick on them with this, like, early snowball style. But, like, yeah, OMG, RNG, WE's pretty impressive. EDG... Pretty impressive, but it was without JJ. It was with Junja still. Uh, Vici, they lost to Vici too. So, yeah, that's the point is like LGD, you're going to take games against people that let you snowball on them early, but JDG well, aren't going to let that happen. So, yeah, JDG should should take care of business. Further thoughts? Yeah. Nope. Nope. WE, EG. Uh, <sighs> Chris, what did you think? Did you, did you have something on that match? Sorry. No, no, no. I was just saying I agree. What? Or JDG? Okay, never mind. No, yeah, no. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> We're not there yet. Or we passed that. Uh, uh, no. W-E-E-D-G. You can open on this one, Chris. Go for it. Yeah, this one is interesting because I think when WE has to fight for that playoff spot, but I'm, I think I'm just taking the approach that people, teams that have to play for something often end up losing. I don't know if it's the pressure that crushes them or it's just been consistently when I try to bet on teams that Oh, there's a seating on the line. There's a playoff spot on the line. They lose. Yeah. I just, 
I'm just gonna go full on EDG for this one. Yeah, I kind of think that's something we can talk about actually, because like in years past, and I, I've been burned by this in the past, and I've actually been pretty good about avoiding like the spot this split, especially with all the weird scheduling stuff going on. But historically, there's not a strong correlation to something to play for and something not. Every so often, it plays out that way, and you'll see like a team troll when they've got nothing to play for. For the most part, these are professionals. They're going to take every game seriously. It's just like in like any other sport where people just assume teams are going to mail it in, and they almost never do, right? Yeah. And they assume the teams are going to step it up or clutch it out in a spot where like they have something to play for. Don't put... It's something to consider. Just don't put too much weight and don't make it like the sole reason to make a play as like this. Like don't make the spot the sole reason to make a play on something or like the motivation factor. It's just something to consider. If anything, I don't, I think it's something to consider, but in a different way. Um, I don't think that you should take teams who have something to play for as if they have like a significant edge, but I do think you should consider the bloodiness levels. Yeah. Like I definitely think, teams that have something to play for are less bloody than teams that don't have anything to play for. And as far as like Chris's point about teams losing when they have something to play for, I do think there's something to be said for the teams that don't have anything to play for can play fun compositions or can try something weird out. And sometimes teams that are playing for something just don't have an answer to that. You know, you bust out some fun pick you wanted to try or whatever, and maybe they don't know how to deal with bar top lane, you know? So I, I think that, yeah, I think that plays a factor to some degree. Well, there's also, like, the looseness, too. Like, how many times have we seen a team that's like, okay, like, they're eliminated. CLG this season, good example, right? CLG were mathematically eliminated, like, with three weeks left in the season, right? Or four weeks left in the season. Now, granted, they made a roster change, but that and that had something to do with it. But generally speaking, like, once that pressure is off and they can just play to improve, a lot of times that that's, like, that helps out a lot, too. Right, so just like don't, in general, don't put too. I don't. I don't think put too much weight on this stuff because, like, over the years, in my experience, like, there's just not as strong a correlation as you would think. Like, because the narrative is strong. Everybody thinks. Everybody thinks that way. Like, that's how we're, like, our brain processes things. It helps us remember things better, but it doesn't always play out that way. So, don't stick too hard to the narrative. I think is the the TLDR version of this. Right. It's just consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where were we? WEDG. <clears throat> I'm probably going to be on EDG here. They're just good. Like it's just a good team. Also, when you have players that are now just getting back into the swing of things, they're way less likely to be fatigued, burnt out, just want to get to playoffs, like that kind of thing. Like they're just going to be playing because like these are reps for them. They missed a lot of time. So yeah, give me EDG. I also think that this is an interesting matchup. I think this could be a fairly bloody game. I know, like, the numbers might not say that, but I could see... Because the way to beat WE is to just, like, match them early. Unless you're, like, Invictus level good. Just, like, yeah, WE is one of the bloodiest teams in the league, so their matchups are always considered for DFS purposes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Invictus LNG. <laughs> Invictus is going to drop a game here, watch. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, but they, sh- they should take care of it. Uh, Rogue Warriors LGD on Monday morning. This was the rescheduled match from last Saturday. And uh, could be relevant. Games. And it could be relevant, yeah. Like, if Rogue Warriors win, suddenly this is very relevant. Actually, it could be relevant for both if they, like, both win. Yeah, if one of them beats FPX, then this matchup could be a playoff winning in for them, so... Which is crazy, because <laughs> LGD were, like, 16th place for so long this season. <laughs> yep. Um, 
I think Ellen. I don't know, man. I think LGD are a better team right now. I think whoever beats FPX is gonna win the series. That's a good way. That's a good way to think about it too. That's a good way to think about it. I think they're just gonna be well prepared for the week. It just seems like they're gonna be well prepared for the week. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And so it would just be like that that heater going into playoffs, and it would just be one of those teams where like, all right, we're just going to catch fire now, and then I think that's just how it's going to happen. JDG last year. And if neither one of them yeah. beats FPX, then I would get involved with this game in DFS. Oh, 100%. These are, these are some teams, if they're both eliminated at this point, that I think we're going to want to be involved with. Yeah, these are both teams that want to get the action started early and then sit on a lead, but usually when you get two of those teams together and they both like butt heads early, they just keep butting heads over and over again. So yeah, this is this could this has a lot of uh fiesta potential. Not just in terms of like clowning around, but like just the way these two teams like to play are a little bit loosey goosey. Yep, agree. WE OMG, this is like the game. This is probably going to end up being for the eighth playoff spot. Like in all likelihood, like based on all the scenarios, like there's most of them lead to this match. Yep. Um, Likely a win and in. It. I mean, this comes. This is kind of to me like Origin and Fnatic a little bit, or Origin and Mad Lions a little bit, where it's like you have like the Lane Kingdom team that wants to just like outclass you with better individual players, which is OMG. And then you have the. I mean, I think I think Hysterics on the cast today was calling them the Power of Friendship team. The Star Guardians with TWE, which I thought was actually a great way to describe them. So, I don't know what you think. Like, WE have looked better recently, but I also kind of think at some point, like, we saw today that, like, you can outclass them individually if you're disciplined about it. I feel like uh, that OMG should win, but that WE is going to win. Like looking at them yeah. on paper, like this W this OMG team looked so good, and I'm t- so tired of getting bamboozled by these OMG teams because they looked really good on paper. And once again, I thought this might be their year, but I've just not been impressed at all with OMG. And I think that even though on paper they they should be the better team, that they're going to end up losing here. I don't know if you saw my I did a write up for the Action Network this week, and um, OMG was in one of the games, and I compared them to the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> where like they were this this storied organization from like. Long, many years ago, like one a legendary, an original team, like one of the one of the like old standby teams, and they were so bad for so long, and then like they now they have some players and some potential, which is remarkably like the 2019 and 2000 probably the <laughs> Browns, and they just let you down. Now oh, yeah. I don't think they're a letdown because they're probably like there's a good chance to make playoffs, and this is clearly much better than what they had before, like clearly. Mm. Like they're actually competing now, which is good. That's true. They're a lot better than they were. So last it's not year. a huge. It's a letdown in terms of like the expectation I had, which was like top potential, top four upside. But like realistically, this is about where I thought they'd be. I thought they'd be in like that four to eight range somewhere. I didn't think that they'd be threatening losing their playoff spot at this point. But I think stylistically, this is a good matchup for WE. At some point, this is organizational too for OMG. Yeah. Uh, like. For people like that don't Browns. know, as well, like uh, WE had Natural last season. It was just like going off on DMO right now. He had a different name. He was Ale, but he was yep. they had him last season, and he was like he was solid but not exciting. And this is not the first time that's happened. So I really think at this point you have to say that OMG's problems are just organizational. That it's something in the coaching staff, something in the environment in that team. They've had too much talent. Icon has been a like far above average mid laner for like. God knows how long they've never made any sort of run. 
now they have a full roster of guys that pretty much every position that look like they could be really good players and they're still not winning like at a big level. I, it has to be organizational, I think. Probably. But, I mean, yeah. I think if it comes down to this match, I think WWE win. I really do. Yeah, me too. It kind of pains me to say that because I've liked OMG a lot before the season, but WWE are just a better team right now. I think WWE are playing the league. They're playing League of Legends the way you need to play it right now. That's the way I think. Like, I think that is the optimal way to play is to make plays, get out on the map, play around priority, and that that's it. Like stronger mid mid jungle duo wins like almost every situation. And I think and they have a they have a good little squad for it too. They're not yeah. the most talented team, but they've got the the right kind of players. And Power I think Beijing's yeah, Beijing's a great jungler, and the rest of their team seems to like to play this way and plays this way well. So yeah, I like what they're, they're doing. They're like diet FPX. Yeah. Right. Like the mid laner that yeah. sacrifices resources to to I mean they're obviously not on FPX's level, but. I think that's a good way to play, especially in the LPL, where, like, some of these teams, if you try to lane kingdom against them and just, like, lane forever, they're just, like, they don't get, they'll do something stupid or suboptimal to just, like, get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, the worst region to do that in. So, yeah, I don't know. I think if, if it comes down to this game, I like WE, and they're probably going to be underdogs, right? I would think they would be. Yeah. Maybe a small dog. Yeah, but, I think yeah. small dogs. Yeah. It'll be Chihuahua, right? All right, FPX TOP. Interesting. Gonna, I think this one's gonna depend on how both these teams look in the rest of the matches this week. So I don't really know. I think FPX takes it. I do too. Should yeah. be easy. They're, they're really but this is the kind of spot where, like, I, I think if the odds are enough in TOP's favor, I'll probably take some TOP. But we'll sure. see. I don't know. It's a good value pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, pick of the week's going to be impossible this week, by the way, so we might just need to skip it for the week, but we'll see. If I Jackie might not Love... lose. What's up? Go if, ahead, Joe. If Jackie Love is good, so like, let's say he's a, a solidly above average AD carry, let's say the yeah. sixth, let's say fifth or sixth best AD carry in the league. If he's a solidly above average AD carry, isn't there a pretty good argument that this is the most talented team in the world? Yeah. You got Carsa, Knight, oh, yeah. Jackie, 369's by far no slouch. There's a reasonable chance that this is your best team in the world if this pairing works out. Yeah, I think a lot of it's on Yuanja, and we just don't have a huge sample. We have some. I mean, we've he's played a fair amount this season, but Chocho's playing tonight. Chocho's playing tonight. Oh yeah, they're playing. Are they playing with Chocho tonight? Yep, yeah, they're playing Jackie and Chocho tonight. That's how you know my brain is scattered because I literally typed that at some point today and just it's gone. <laughs> but Carsa um, is also not. He's good, but he's not. The Carsa that we remember him from the last two years. Yeah, I, I kind of think this is another like TSM situation where like their their drafts have not been as egregious, but they kind of don't. I wish they would be willing to scrap a little bit more, and that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that by the way. <laughs> of all people, I'm the one saying that right now. But like, you have the talent, just do it. I think that's a big part of the reason why he hasn't looked as good this season. I 100% agree with yeah. that. Is like if this team was playing a little bit more scrappy like RNG was last season, RNG was a team that didn't mind scrapping a little bit at the beginning of the game and then just grabbing you by the throat and shoving you into the ground if yeah. they got a lead. Mm-hmm. And if TES was playing a little bit more like that, uh, I think he would look pretty much the same as he was looking last season. Like I haven't felt like he was playing bad this season, just that the opportunities to do the things he was doing last year aren't really there right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. to appear weird because like, they decide to do that like at times where it can lose them the game, not <laughs> early in the game where it can't lose you the game. 
Right? Like, right. it can, but I, I think, especially, like, yeah, like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna pick stuff that's, like, snow, like, this seems very good at snowballing Elite. They're still very good at that. Like, that's not in question. But oh, what yeah. ends up happening a lot of times is, like, they just want to lane forever, mm-hmm. and they don't do anything, and, like, maybe they accrue, like, a small advantage, because their players are really, really good, and they go into the mid-game, and, like, maybe they're down two dragons or something. They take a Baron fight or something like that, and then, like, it's like a three for three. The other team's faster about getting back out on the map, take the dragon, all of a sudden it's sole point, and, like, they have to do some stuff that they're not ready to like, commit to yet. When really, like, if they just took any of those earlier fights, they wouldn't be in that situation. Like, I, there's so many teams that I think, and this is like, oh, this is across the world, too. There's so many teams that, like, you should try to get one dragon. Like, try to get a dragon. You can't just surrender all three or four. I know we just saw two souls get beaten today in the LCK, but <laughs> which is nuts, by the way, because it was Infernal and Ocean, which is crazy. But anyway, it's, yeah, it, again, it's a stylistic thing. FBX have kind of been playing a little bit that way, but I, I feel like with Gimgoon back in the lineup, they're going to look more like their old selves a little bit. So we'll see. I, I think it's going to depend on what the other teams or what they all look like in the matches going up to this. Ah, that's it for China. Took a little long. Um, good thing we didn't have lines because it would have took longer. Um, <laughs> LEC, uh, we'll do Korea. So Korea, there's no – we have games on Thursday morning, but other than Dragon X – the playoff picture is decided. So, Genji have earned the number one seed. Uh, let me just timestamp this real quick. So, that I, okay. Uh, so, Genji have the number one seed that's locked regardless of results. Uh, KT are locked at number four. Dam one are locked at number five. Oh, that hurts my head. <laughs> this team's gonna like upset someone too. It's gonna infuriate me. It's gonna be so frustrating. I know. I know. I can feel it in my bones, dude. Like, uh. anyway. So, and then Dragon X or T one are going to be the number two or number three. That is to be decided by Dragon X tomorrow morning. If Dragon X two O APK on Thursday morning, they will be the number two seed. If not, they will be number three, and T one will be number two. Uh, what this means, uh, for those that don't know, Korea does a gauntlet style playoff, uh, where. Number five plays number four in a best of five. The winner of that will play number three. The winner of that plays number two. And then the number one seed gets a bye directly into the grand finals. And the higher seed has side selection um, for, I believe, the first game in all of these series. So uh, it's weird. Over the years, there's been some cases where the getting the bye into the finals or getting the, the, the further long bye is not good because of momentum. But generally speaking, it's a pretty big advantage in Korea because you're going to get to watch a best of five or two or three uh, against you know, of the other team against another playoff team. It's also just really hard to run the gauntlet. Like I don't, I forget if anyone's even done. I think SKT did it once, but yeah. So playoff seeding can matter, but generally speaking, that's the playoff scenario. So we'll talk just about Saturday. We have yep, yeah, going right into playoffs. By the way, there's one day between the end of the regular season and playoffs starting. So. Dam one versus KT Rolster. I think the odds are probably going to be closer than I think, especially because the books thought Dam one was going to be very good this season. A lot of the books had Dam one like number two or three. Yeah, and even still, like there's still some of that influence in like a lot of their numbers, which is why like betting against them has been really good this year. But uh, KT are a better team, man. Uh, KT are actually a good League of Legends team. It's yeah, KT crazy. look like pillars, to be honest with you. They've they, they look very good. They look great. 
and they're taking games off the teams that are like higher than them too. Like so I'm much of what with... this team does is so smart. Like they draft, they draft intelligently. They have a great game plan. They execute their game plans. They know how to adjust in game. Like other than having like just ridiculous players, that's all they're missing. They have very good players, but like t- to me, that's other than like that's what's keeping them from the top teams. That's the oh, that's it. Like they're a very good team. Like they're a deserving number four. I think they're going to smash Dam One. Yeah, I think they beat Dam One as well. Dam One's looked very like back and forth and sketchy in a lot of their matchups. KT's actually looked very consistent, and they've looked very good. I think Dam One had that like three series stretch against, in hindsight, three of the bad teams that I got kind of excited about because they looked like they were finally playing modern League of Legends, <laughs> and then they just turned back into themselves again. So I, I don't. Damwon have the talent, they have the players. I they're just so so inconsistent that I don't I can't ever I can't see them winning a best of 5 against anybody. Like they're just too inconsistent. So, well like where do we put the line on this series? That's what's more interesting to me. Like I, I think this is going to be like they're going to be like probably a short dog. KT minus 200 would be my I think it's going I think it's going to open way lower than that. I think it's going to be like Minus one fifty or something. Yep, that's the ballpark. I agree. Against. I agree with you, John. Like, I think KT should be favored by that much, but I think it's going to open a lot lower than that because people love damn one. I would bet KT at minus two hundred. So if it opens up anything better than that, I'll be betting KT. Windmill slam, right? But I um, agree. Yeah, that KT are good. It's kind of awesome. I like seeing a group of veterans like this just be like. Let me show you. Let me show you. Hello, we fellow kids. Where's the, the Steve Buscemi <laughs> meme? Like, that's seriously KT Rolster to me. Just don't, uh, just don't pay attention to what they did this morning. Like, no, they were. F- I thought they were competitive. They were like, fine. I mean, really. Why they just decided they lost with Ocean Soul, which was bad. But <laughs> they also pulled out uh, who Ray and. Yeah, they Mal did both. Yeah, yeah, they, Mal they played Ray and Malrong in game two after they won game one, which was right. questionable. But like, I guess like they were locked into Forb this morning, regardless. I'm sure. So like they had they had no nothing to lose. So I guess like if you show Ray and Ray plays like Jace or Fiora, and all of a sudden you have to prepare for that. I mean, that Could didn't. Do. That's not what he played, but you know, like that's a thing. I mean, they For did real? lose. They did lose with Ocean Soul, which is <laughs> mind boggling, but. I mean, really, you could look at this series and you're like, I mean, they could have to a Gen G. Gen G didn't have anything to play for either, but yep, you know. it saved a lot of lives to be honest with you in DFS this morning uh-huh. because I immediately hit the chat after that first game. I was like, bullshit, slate's over. Five minutes in, KT gets twenty something kills in the first game, whatever. And then they, the sub like, oh, oh, you sub? Okay, let's see. And Gen G would say, oh, okay, we win one more. <laughs> it did not did. save. <laughs> oh, you had the KT action. No, 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 no. I, I did have uh, uh, Gen G, but they didn't score enough to. Dude, imagine eight. playing DMO. <laughs> I, by the way, oh, yeah, I good. love the Velkaz pick against Tarek Azir so mm. much. It's That's such a good pick good. into Azir in lane and Azir in general, and it's a great pick into Tarek because everyone's just trying to like dogpile onto the uh, Cosmic Radiance, and then you just like laser beam them down afterwards, like hit five people with it. It's outstanding. It's great All this combat. Comment on what Calvin said because that's true. I was going to talk about that for a go second, for but yeah, go for that it. is the most brutal feeling in all of DFS. What happened last night with DMO? There is no worse feeling than than taking a shot on an underdog like that. That's a big underdog and getting them in your lineups. And all the stats say that if they be like 
I, I think when I when I ran the numbers, if DMO won, they graded out to be the highest scoring team last night, even mm-hmm. on a slate with IG and WE. And so you take that risk and you play them in all these lineups and they're huge underdogs and they come out and get a 2-0 and they score like 50 points a play <laughs> or whatever. Oh, that is... There is no more brutal feeling in DFS, dude. It was oh, the same thing cool. with IG, kind of, except you didn't have to take any risks to play IG. Yeah, but like, yeah, that I felt bad. Also, for you. everybody and their mom had IG, so it was like, yeah. yeah, I had I had like thirty or something DMO lineups in the Titan, and when they were winning, I was just like, oh baby, we're gonna cl- just clean this thing up. That's what I nope. thought. Nope. And then they get eight kills in the first game, and you're just like, oh come on. By the way. It was more RNG something, just bolting. Something to keep in mind moving forward. Teams that like to play split push, or especially teams that play through topside, because typically they're putting a carry top that wants to split push, tend to be lower in kills. Yeah. For the most part. So And even if they're the same in kills, the kills are not highly kill participated. Like yeah. your your solo laner might get solo kills in the side lane, but that doesn't do anything for your stack. So Yeah. Exactly. So generally stay away points. Um so the big like, question, right? Like, who's going to win the LCK? <sighs> yeah, I was going to say, one. like, let's take a look at like the the playoffs. So, let's say K- let's say KT beat Dam one. They have to play. I think it's going to be T one because I think Dragon X two O tomorrow. At least my bankroll thinks they do. Hopes <laughs> they do. Um, so KT against T one. I think T one probably win. T1 wins. But mm. I, I wouldn't rule out KT beating them, honestly. But uh, KT or T1 probably win. T1 look really good when they're, like, dialed in. And what about you, Calvin? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. I, I, think, I think T1 wins all right. Uh, you think they win the whole I, thing? Yeah, I, I really do. I think they're just, just good in general. The team is just good in general. I Even though when they face against Gen G, I don't the thing with T1 is that Khan has been playing really well this split, and I think that's one of the win conditions over there. I don't mind Ra- uh, Roach. No, Rascal. Sorry, Rascal. Rascal. <laughs> I, so many people, so many Irish. But it's just, there's something about that, something about Rascal, and then Clint, actually, not, I don't think Clint's performing as good as he did with T1, so. That's just my, this is my thing. The LCK is it's wild because I, I legitimately think any of the three those three could win, and I I mean honestly it wouldn't it would be surprising to me to see K. The problem with KT is that they have to beat all three of them. That's what's that's what's tough. It's like I can't see KT winning a, winning a title even though I think they can take a series on any given day. It's just beating all three of them is going to be like damn near impossible. Uh, it's got it. It's it just I don't. It has to be one of those three. Yeah. My my gut, like just like after watch like watching these teams all season, I think the highest ceiling is Dragon X. Yep. So like on any given day, but then you also have the rookies playing in their first playoff situations, which is challenging. So and then like you also like assume they win tomorrow, they're gonna have to sit there for a few days. Which mm-hmm. could be good or could be bad, depending on how you look at it. So I mean Gun to my head, I think I think Dragon X win. I think Dragon X win the spring split. I think uh, my my call was going to be that the winner of Dragon X and T one is going to win the their last match too. I think yeah. I think Gen G is going to lose to whoever wins Dragon X versus T one. Yeah, I mean at the same time though, like Gen G are just really good. Like I know they've been shaky recently, but 
Genji are a really good team also. I I wish, much like T.O.P., I wish they would be willing to scrap a little bit more. Like, that's what T1 and Dragon X have been doing. Like, T1 and Dragon... Honestly, look, all three of these teams are capable of playing through any lane and playing any style, which is why I think they're world-class teams. But, like, they're not linear, which is good. But Gen.G, like, play more linear than I think they have to. Like, that's, like, in their head. So, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see, like, any one of these three teams win. Just, like, gun to my head, like, my gut tells me Dragon X. They just got, they just have it, this split. And they're coming in hot. They've won, they've won like, ten games in a row. So... They're my favorites as well. I think they'll. I think they'll win. But if they lose to T one, I think T one still beats Gen G. Yeah, I, I think. I think I would lean more toward those two over Gen G. But I mean, Gen G. We're we're talking <laughs> like thirty three, thirty. Like we're talking like thirty five to thirty one to thirty one to you know two. Yeah. Or whatever. Like we're nitpicking here. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you have like who do you think? Oh man. Uh, I. I agree with you that Dragon X probably has the highest upside, but when we take factor in the whole season come together, I probably lean more T one. They have not had a losing record against anyone. They split these they split against several teams. Yeah. One one. But overall this team is just they have the experience. They're together again for another year except the top lane, which kinda is not bad. Rocha had really a huge worry about Rocha, and I'm glad they decided to pull that experiment. Uh, uh, but ever since then, this team is they can't they can't challenge anyone. I mean, I think they were the only team that o two two o Gen G. I think you're right. Yeah, they kind of have to be. Gen G doesn't have that many losses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so right. are we Team Dragon X? I guess Cal, are you on Team Dragon X? Or you think it's T one? I'm on Team T1. All right, so Chris and Cal are T1. Me and John are Team Dragon X. Yeah. I, I do yep. have because I I have some concerns about tilting Chovy a little bit and like the rookies <laughs> in their first playoff, but I kind of think not playing in the stadium is helping this team a little bit. Maybe. Hey. I mean, they were good when they were playing in the stadium too. So like, I, I don't know. I I, I maybe part of it to me is just that I think they have. I think Carrie is the best support on the planet. Right now, like in any region, he's playing out of his mind as a rookie, which is mind blowing because that's not a position that you just show up and kill everybody in. Yep, like that's like a cerebral. It's like new junglers too, and like the the fact that the two question marks going into the season were those two, and they're the ones delivering is it just blows my mind. So maybe I'm a little overhyped on Dragon X. I also have futures on Dragon X, so that that is playing into this a little bit too. Um. But the young energy, those are the things that we do get excited about. Yeah. And last last few years, they were the ones that were making noise. Damn one. Griffin. Griffin. Yep, true. Sandbox. Sandbox to a lesser extent last season too. So, yeah, I don't know. All right, so we're, we're, we're split then. No love for Gen.G. Like, would any of us be surprised if Gen.G win, though? Like, I don't think so. No, like, they're very know. good. They're just a good team. And they, only have to, they only have to win one best of five, too. Yeah, so it's, that's yeah. a big part of yeah, it. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, the, I, I actually, I love the gauntlet system. I know people don't like, I, I'm also like Mr. LCK fanboy, I guess, but like, I've always loved the gauntlet system because you get these like miracle runs sometimes mm-hmm. where like a team just catches fire and just runs the gauntlet. And like, there's sometimes like the momentum alone is like good enough to like go all the way. But I also like that there's, I, I just love the format of the LCK in general because every game matters. Like for the, like, there's very few like meaningless games. 
because yeah, people plan to avoid relegation, which I mean, this is going to be like the second to last season that happens, I guess, or the last season. I think this is last season, right? Um, you have teams playing to avoid relegation at the bottom of the table, and then you have the seeding matters like so so much at the top of the table. So like every like even the middle of the table matches matter so much. So LEC or NA? Yep. Let's do LEC first because it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. All right, so we actually have lines. So we actually have lines for this one. So Saturday morning, well Saturday afternoon, if you're depending on where you're at. Um, Mad Lions <laughs> plus five hundred against G two. Here we go again. Minus nine hundred. Oh, Alright, so man. a little bit less this time. Gen G yes. were like or G two were like minus two thousand or whatever before. It's not happening again. Give me no. the G two minus two point five. G two is Ooh. gonna wipe the floor with Mad Lions in the rematch. Yeah. I, I agree. I think so too. Like I absolutely think so too. Uh there any? Oh yeah, I was gonna say like we're all speechless. It's just a three zero. This is a case where they literally were like, all right, we got we lost earlier. Let's let's just style on them now. I'm going over yeah. kills in every single one of these games. Yeah, oh, over over kills. Because G two are gonna put up like forty spots on all these games. They're they're gonna they're gonna give Mad Lions a beatdown that they're gonna remember forever. Yeah, yeah it's you, you. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident in. G two for sure. If fanatic and just throw advantage, just yeah. Dude, by the way, how how sweet was it? The cash came out and just said "shut up" to everybody this <laughs> week. Like, I know they spoon fed him a lot of resources in these games, but like, you still got to do it. I should have seen that coming, man. I got I got destroyed in DFS that day because I took uh, Perks and Kabe, and everybody was on Bjergsen and Caps. And Caps had looked so mediocre in the last series. I was like, ah, Perks, you know, he's going to destroy. They're playing, you know, they're playing a good matchup for him where it's kind of a, a worse matchup for Caps. I'll go with the Perks side of it. And then every game was just like, here, Caps, like, here's the red carpet. Come down to get the kill. Yeah. Like, so, like, oh, God. I mean, at the sake of, you know, that's kind of a, I won't say it's a boring take, but like, what, so like, let's, let's construct the scenario for Mad Lions. How does Mad Lions take a game? G2 goes the G2 go too far off the deep end? G2 yeah. gets up 2-0, and they did it in such convincing fashion, maybe like 40 kills or whatnot, and then they try to play it loose on game three. They Not play Garen Yumi or something like yeah. that. G2 drafts Elise. That's a win condition. <laughs> they draft Elise, and they don't get ahead in the early Yo, game that much. So here's the thing. If G2 drafts Elise... I trust G2 yeah. to draft Pantheon and Renekton and a gankable bottom lane so that the Elise can do anything. Are you listening, RNG? Are you taking notes? Because I'll come coach for you. Fly me over to China. I'll come coach. You don't even need to pay me that much. You can probably pay me half whatever you're paying your coach now. I guarantee you. I'll do a better job. I promise. I'm getting back in the game. Translate it into Chinese, then send it off. Audition. This is the audition tape. Yeah, this, is the, this is the audition tape right here. God, the first team, so at some point, I'm going to be like 53 years old. And at some point, <laughs> an, an, an NALCS team is going to come to me and they're going to be like, you know what? You should be our coach. And when that happens, a dynasty will be formed. <laughs> a dynasty a dynasty that will, that will last for seasons and seasons. People will just be like, wow. What an amazing coach. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm not even really that good. I just don't draft like garbage. Like, <laughs> I don't even really know anything about what's going on. I just know not to draft this hey, shit. Hey, John, champion. you want to coach, coach our SEAL team? 
SEAL team. You want to coach the team in the league that we're playing in? There we go. I wouldn't mind, actually. I'll talk to you about it after the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I think maybe the more interesting matchup here is... The more interesting matchup is the G2 Fnatic final, because Fnatic look ridiculous. Yeah, that's the big big thing. Dude, your boy Mithy (laughs) is like... 4,000 IQ, big-braining everybody. Like, I'm super happy for him because I said when he retired, like, he might be a great coach. He yeah. was not a good player. Yeah. I mean, no, he so, was a good player, just not the last year. Yeah, the last little while that he was playing, he was not a good player. But, yeah, his coaching has been fantastic. Dude, I don't know what you do against either of these teams in draft. It's impossible. It's like I, like, I kind of feel the same way in NA about Cloud9. Like, I don't know what you do. Like, you have to me, you have one option. You gotta like try to draft better skirmishing or better like two v twos. That's it. Like that's all you can do. And there, there's a number of ways to do that, but as long as they're banning out the stuff that's like good in that or taking it away, like it's so difficult to get advantages against these teams because they just do everything. Like some something tells me, Fnatic's not going to get the monkey off their back. I think G two is going to just beat. Them I think G two is going to win, but like. It's really close, though. It's it, This is the closest matchup that we've had for G2 and Eaton Europe, I think. It's kind of wild because I I never thought I would say this, but I actually think this Fnatic's better. Yeah, yeah, I think they're better. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, uh, they, they're really good. It blew, some of those drafts were like, this game's over. It didn't even start yet. Like, every <laughs> single one of the drafts in that series, I was like, this game's over. Like, you can't even pre-bet it because it's like minus 700 or whatever. Like, <laughs> this game's over. Like, like the whole oh my god, dude, the the, the Senna Zillion it's is so utterly broken. Like by the way, I'll point this out. LGD's wins Kramer was six and zero because they played Senna Tom six games in a row. <laughs> yep. Yes. Oh my gosh. Keep that in I think it was Kramer. I am pretty sure it was L G D with Kramer, yeah. It was one of the LPL teams. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. But uh, Senna's broken, for those that don't know. Senna's utterly broken. So, just breaks the game. Uh, so, the final here. Do, how many, Is this a five-gamer? Like, I kind of think it's going to be like a, a close 3-1. 3-1 is what I had in mind, too. I'm just, like, we're going to have to wait and see lines. Like, what's the line going to be? G2 minus 250? Minus 300? Minus, there might be a little more. Like, minus 300, yeah. It is a best right. of five, though. Like, so the number tends to be a little higher. Yeah, 300, 350. Yeah, I think it's going to settle in somewhere around there. I don't know. What do you think, John? Yeah, I think it'll be slightly smaller. I think it's going to be like in the 200 somewhere, minus 200 something for G2. I just yeah. think G2 always, always has a lot of juice to them, no matter what. Yeah. Even in like playoffs, so that's why I'm, always, I'm leaning towards 300. I'm looking forward to this series so much. Like, it's going to be like the crown. It's going to be like Sunday. I'm going to like wake up early. I'm going to be. Watson his last games in the LPL, and like, I, dude, the series oh, is gonna be great. Be this series is gonna be great. This is gonna be one of the highlight reels of the season so far. So you you want to be tuned into this one? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, depending on where the lines open, I might be on Fnatic. We'll see. Like, if the if the number is good enough, I'll take some Fnatic because I could see them winning. Like, they're good. Yeah, that's why. I agree. Yeah. On to the uh, any other comments on Europe, or are we no, moving on to? I have a hypothetical. Before we go into NA, okay, would Origin smash every NA team? 
Besides Cloud9? Besides Cloud9, definitely. Yeah. The argument for me is whether Origin would be a favorite against Cloud9. I don't think they'd be a favorite against Cloud9. Not right now. Not the way Cloud9. It's a bad, it's a bad matchup for them. It's a bad just matchup. Stylistically, yeah. it's a bad matchup. But mm-hmm. Origin would utterly destroy the rest of this like league. Like, not even mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to discount. By the way... It was so cool seeing them loosen up and just, like, style and smash in that third game and put up, like, 40 kills or whatever it was. Like, what they put up, like, 35 or something? 30-something. It was, like, their career high. It was so yeah. cool seeing those guys finally, finally just let loose, like, once. And Origin are really good. Their only thing Origin has done wrong is being a league with G2 and Fnatic. Yeah, so, I totally agree. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Let's finish the podcast on a down note. <laughs> All right, so it's not really. I think EG FlyQuest has some legs. I don't. You know, I keep saying that, but no, it's you're right. EG's gonna win. <laughs> I, I was right. I was right the first time they played a couple weeks ago, and I think I'm gonna be right again. EG, EG is minus three fifty. FlyQuest plus two fifty. EG minus one point five is at minus one thirty eight, which is where my pick of the week will be. I like EG minus two point five at plus two twenty five. To be honest, yeah. I don't. Th- I don't see what FlyQuest has for them. FlyQuest's just has not been impressive at all. Even their win over TSM, TSM looked utterly awful. TSM did that. not win a draft that series. Yeah, they looked utterly awful. Their drafts were bad. Awful. They do have summer You're just split. a solo hater. Yeah, they do have summer split MVP solo. So. <laughs> Spring. Prince Spring. Prince Harry himself. <laughs> Yeah, probably summer split MVP as well. When we get there, I would imagine got to be the front runner. Invictus but, yeah. sign him to replace the shy. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's gonna be fly, only... it's gonna be FlyQuest Keen. Is the, <laughs> the, the NA retirement home is gonna continue? It's gonna be like Keen someday. There's gonna be like one NA top laner. It's gonna be like Licorice. I like the rest Solo. are just gonna be like retired Koreans, and then no, no, Solo is <laughs> gonna be playing the LPL. Remember, so he's on IG. He's yeah. gonna be the first. <laughs> LPL import from the Westerns. Yeah. <laughs> First player to be imported by a Chinese team straight to Invictus Gaming. Mm. But no, I, I, honestly, I think Evil Geniuses just smashes them. I, the, I, honestly, the only advantage they do have is in the top lane. Like, Solos might be better than Kumo. I think he is better than... I think both top laners are better than Kumo. But... So, <laughs> this is interesting because I, I think EG have really developed into, like, a multifaceted team. Like they've got great side, like they've got great side lane pressure, great side lane went like like management just in general. Like they have good, they have good macro. I would almost argue they're a better macro team than C nine, only because we haven't seen that much late game from C nine. But EG, they know how to do everything, and like FlyQuest to me, it's just like we know what they are. They're such a known quantity. Like they're not bringing anything different, and I think like the way FlyQuest wins is through mid jungle. Like every single game, it's power of evil. It's the power of evil carry show or not, right? Yep. So, and I think Jazuke and Sven. I know we don't like Sven that much, like as a cast. They're but, pretty good, but they're, they're still, good. Sven is still good. We shit on Sven all the time. He's still very good. I'm yeah. just mad that he won that MVP. He's still good. I'm just mad that he yeah. didn't deserve that MVP and he got it. So, I mean, you look at this, and look, the other thing is too that like EG can play. They know how to play through mid lane. Something that I wish TSM would take notes about. But uh, anyway, 
Yeah. I think there's an EG3 one. I think FlyQuest will get a game, because EG's not... I don't think they're consistent enough to 3-0. Like, I don't think they're uh, that much better, but I do think that... I think this I think this line's probably a slight value for EG still. I think it should be like 500, honestly. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't... I just can't see FlyQuest winning this series, but I could see them taking games. I haven't taken EG at I mean, I'm going to be also I, doing that. Yeah, stylistically, right. EG's not good for Fly, so I yeah. like him. Uh, so that yeah. brings us to Cloud9 against EG, the rematch. Uh, Cloud all 9. season, I was say all season, I've been touting that Cloud9 was eventually going to like have a choke series and Sven was going to choke and they were going to lose to somebody, but I really don't think it's going to happen. I finally just have to... Eat crow on this one. I think C9 is just going to stop everybody. So we we talked a lot about this before. We, like we were, we were hanging out before we started the cast this this evening, and I was kind of positing that it, like it's a damn shame that we're not going to get to see this team at like in an international competition like for the time being. Because I I actually think this team like when you watch their film and everything like we we were comparing numbers right. Like if you took this team. And they weren't against NA. And you just, like, took the nameplates off, watched this team dominate. And say this was in Turkey or or the PCS or the LDL or something like that, right? NA just has such a stigma about it, right? Like, that we just can't be good because historically the results bear that out, right? That, like, it just hasn't been a good indicator for how good a team actually is. But at some point, like, this is like the Patriots situation that we talk about all the time. Like, all they can do is smash their division every season, right? Mm-hmm. That's all we can ask them to do. I actually don't know what else I could ask Cloud9 to do besides, like, they all roll swap and still 3-0 someone. <laughs> like, I really don't. Like, it, we again, like, we were looking up numbers, but, like, if you look at, like, their different, like their differential statistics and and just, like, their gold leads and everything that they have, they're better than, like, Invictus, they have, like, similar damage metrics to G2 and Fnatic. Like, I don't know. You could argue strength of competition, but, like, what else does this team need to do? So I think they're going to 3 I think they're going to 3-0. And I think, unfortunately, I think it's going to be minus money on the 3-0. I think it's going to be, like, minus 150 on the 3-0. Wow. Like, what was yeah. it? I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm pulling up the first. You, you, you can riff on this. I'm going to I'm gonna look up the first series. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, I don't think you can ask them to do any more, like you were saying, but I don't think that automatically makes them really good either. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, on an international level, they're obviously very good for North America. Um, I'm not really sure what I would expect if I saw, like, Cloud9 against, like, Origin, I think was a good choice of team to, like, compare them to. I'm not really sure what I would expect from that, because they look fantastic, but a lot of the things that they're doing are, are partially facilitated by how badly their opponents are playing. Like, sure, all your tower dives look great if your opponents just put themselves in terrible positions to be tower dived over and over again. Then you can put some real clean tower dives on them. So it's kind of hard. It's hard to say. I'm not saying they're not good. It's just that I think it's really hard to say it's whether or not they're them, good. Right? Like that. That's yeah. what, that's what it is. Like, and I, I'm trying to. I've been pretty good about this. Like, it, it's burned me before, but I I try very hard to remove the bias I have on a region when I can. And I'm guilty of this. I've, I've, everyone's guilty of this. But I'm just trying to look at this team outside of the context of North America. And obviously we can't do that yet. 
But I just like look at everything they do. Like they don't miss windows for anything. Like they're so so good. Like I, I desperately want to see them against like actual competition. Like that's what's frustrating. I just really wish they had somebody. Like I thought all year that TSM was going to figure it out, and their roster is pretty good. I thought all year that Team Liquid was going to eventually figure it out and get back into form. I just thought I wish they had somebody to battle where we could see them put in tough situations and we could see what happens. Like, like I said, I don't really like their drafts. And so when they come up against other teams where they're not so much better than them, I don't know how these drafts are going to play out and like things like that, that worry me. I think they're clearly the best team in in North America, but I'm not sure that I'm ready to trust them on an international stage yet. We'll have to see. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Like it's, it's challenging because, and this is kind of what's cool about having like international play, but like, and comparing it to the domestic leagues because you get to see everyone's flavor, right? We've got vanilla and chocolate and strawberry and Rocky Road and who's Rocky Road? Who's the Rocky Road in League of Legends? It's got to be the LPL, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. The, LPL. <laughs> uh, the LPL's pistachio. <laughs> it's wild. It's it's weird. It's <laughs> wild. Um, oh, that's a good sign off topic. Love to do that. We had, we had to compare all the yeah, all the regions to something. So, like the first time around. You actually did have to lay money on the minus two and a half. It was like minus one twenty. But EG won a game the first time around, they so did. maybe that loosens up a little bit. They did. Maybe. Uh, the thing is, like, at some like I, you look at the results, right? It's like okay, like they took a game, and I took I I had I had the plus two point five because the odds were like I got plus two point five at minus one hundred eight for EG, and I thought that was good. But like the more film I'm watching on Cloud Nine, it was like, dude, this. I actually think that, like, the most likely scenario is a 3-0 by, like, yeah. a good margin. Like, I actually think it's probably, like, 60% 3-0, 35% one and 5% everything else. Like I want to say, else. though, I'll be real fucking happy if Jazuke just comes out here and puts a beating on him and takes an NA title away. That would I'd be, be real happy. The man had a, yeah, and he's had a tough couple of years here, man. I'd love to see him just ball out in this final series and bring EG a title. That'd be awesome. Dude, I G- mean, he's he can carry a t- game, so yeah, he's been jazuke has been very good this season. Like, I think quietly, like I, nobody's talking about him because Niski and Power of Evil have been like so so good. But jazuke has been very very good also. And Sven's yeah. going to take a step or two too far forward, so. Yeah. We could see a we could see a LeBlanc pop over a wall and takes Van out of a team fight. I think that we could see it. I, I still think Cloud Nine wins three zero an awful lot of the time. Yeah, like what's the three zero percent? Like I said, sixty percent is it sixty percent for you? I'm gonna say forty percent. Okay, so you're 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 a little more on EG to get a game. Yeah, Cal, Chris, what do you think? Like if you had to put a percent on EG's likelihood to get at least a game, man. <sighs> In a best of five, I'd say I'd probably say sixty-five percent. Okay, so I guess I'm the lowest with the fifty. <laughs> no, I, I said I said like forty because I said like sixty percent for Cloud Nine to three zero. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. This team is so good, dude. I'm, I'm with you, actually. I actually think I, I'll admit I'm willing to admit right here on the cast that like I was dead wrong on this team. Like they're just good. Like they're actually good. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Like, I was also wrong. I had them like, fourth coming. To the like here, season. I'll do, I'll do it. The people watching on the video. Okay, Cloud9, <laughs> you got me. All right, These are the Wayne Wayne's World bowing. Right, uh, pick of the week. We have slim pickings this week, so I- I'll say like let's open it up to like let's we we'll put hypothetical lines on stuff if there's a match that you think you like. Like let's come to an agreement on like a line, and then we can do it. 
So, okay. John, you said WE over OMG. Yep, in the final game of the season, I think WE is going to beat OMG. I think it's fair to say that WE is going to come into that matchup as a slight underdog. So yeah. why don't I take them at a so we'll say like plus, plus 100, plus okay. 110. Plus we'll say like plus minus, we'll I think say like minus be like 130, plus 110. plus 110, something like that. I think that's yeah. fair. We'll say plus one ten. I think that does that's fair enough, I think. Okay, I'll take that. Small dog number. Um <laughs> Chris, you want Cloud Nine plus two point five is gonna be like minus twenty five hundred, sir. Minus twenty five thousand. Um yeah, maybe. Oh my god. No, it's not that much of a so it's minus two point five, you mean? Yeah, minus two Okay. All right. So that's it's probably about I'd give him even money on that. Well, minus two point five we actually oh yeah, it's gonna be it's going to be about even money. Probably like minus okay. 110, minus 120 110, at the yeah. worst. So I'll give him even money. Yeah, we'll say even money. We'll 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 say we'll say plus 100. Ben. Um That's nice. Cal, you can go next if you want. I got to look around still. Um Rogue Warriors LGD on Monday. I think Rogue Warriors should be the underdog, maybe plus 110, 125. I, I would agree right. they're going to be the underdog and that's probably about right, plus 125. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I, I'll put money on plus 125 on Rogue Warriors speed LGD. Okay, I like that one. Five versus LGD. Uh, I am going to do KT Rolster against Damwon, whatever it is. Okay, the thing uh, is, like, all right, so, like, uh, what, what did we say? We said it was going to be, like, probably minus 120 to 140 range, right, when we were talking about it? Yeah, I'll give you minus 120 on it. Minus 120 for the series? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll definitely. I'm all over that. Yeah, give me give me minus one twenty on KT to take that series in before Dam One three S. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I do think Dam One's generally overestimated by the book, so I think you might be able to get them at like They're minus one twenty. So inconsistent. Like, I hate that team. Yeah. I hate that team so much. because <laughs> they're so talented, it's infuriating. <laughs> like, ah, uh, uh, Anyway, uh, so. On the season, we had an 0-4 week, by the way, last week. I don't want to ignore that. Full full disclosure ignore here. It. Ignore it. Full disclosure here. Actually, you know, if I get a chance later on, I'll tweet out our. Uh, oh, our, we, our I, so I wasn't far. here last week. <clears throat> no, yeah, we, we have an account. Yeah, I've, I've been. I've been no, I'm just kidding. You know, that's fine. I'll, so, I'll, just, uh, I'll actually tweet out uh, the results so far this season after after we're done recording here. But uh, yeah, no worries. So, on the season, we are still in the green. Hey. Even after an 0-4 week, we are plus 0.45 units. That's four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, if you're doing million dollar units, right? You could start. You could start a business with the amount Absolutely. of money. Absolutely. Everybody in the of the camp. A lucrative. One. <laughs> uh, so I am eight and four on the season. John is five and seven. Or I'm eight and four. I'm plus three point six eight units. John is five and seven for minus one point two one. Chris is three and eight for Ooh. minus three point four eight. Calvin is five and four for plus three point four six. The guests, which so far has been Josh twice, is zero and two for minus two units. So, on the cast for the year, including guests, we have twenty one and five record for plus point four five units on the season. So, yeah, still not bad. Uh, That's our second zero four week, though. Yeah. It's been. Uh, it's funny because this has actually been a more lucrative than normal season for me on betting, but yeah. it's been my worst season of pick of the weeks. Yeah, it's kind of. It's, kind of it, it's it's been. This has been a really weird series. I, I think if if no one if has if anyone hasn't checked it out yet, I'll I'll put a link to it in the in the blog post. But I did a really long write up about how 
just basically like it's been a really weird couple weeks in the LCK and the LPL, and I think like it's a lot of like theorizing and hypothesis about. I think the schedule's playing into things and the condensed schedule, fatigue, playing from home, uh, just the straight up pause in the middle of the season can disrupt things. There's a lot of factors that I think have contributed in some way, shape, or form to the weirdness this season. And I go into a lot of detail about breaking down and comparing it to spring last year in terms of game played numbers, number of upsets. Uh, I didn't have the line history data back then like I do now. I could probably do it, but it would take a boatload of work. Uh, but generally speaking, it's Korea's been extra wild. China's only been a little bit weirder than usual. It just feels worse because everything is so condensed. Like, we're getting three matches a day every day. So if there's, like, three days where there's underdogs winning, everyone's like, oh, my God, we lose our minds, right? So I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but I would check that out. But I think that kind of explains our 204 weeks as well. But like I'm trying to like look back on these now, and I don't think these were bad positions. Except mine. I, I really took a wild swing at the V5. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that was a wild swing. But I was almost on the V5 plus 1.5 that week, and I actually bet. Hello, that was Chris. That was the one. That was the one bullet I I fired at V5 this season. I'm so upset too because I had another game in mind that I actually wanted to play pick as my pick of the weekend. That actually happened. It was another dog, but I just. Thought, oh, what the hell? I just need to catch it. It's kind of cool. I'm in a hole. I'm in a hole. It's cool looking. Here's the thing, though. Don't treat it like a hole. It's a long season. Just make good selections every week and maybe get out of it. We're not don't resetting be, for don't, be, don't be firing all 500 underdogs trying to chase and catch up. Just This is for the clients, guys. This is for the clientele <laughs> of the Gold Card Podcast. We're trying to make premium selections. Don't trust Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sign-offs? Anything? I got kind of, I, I, I've got one. Um, Me too. So, <laughs> it's not entirely non-league related, so I guess I'll say, I'll, I'll disclaimer that, but, uh, if you haven't played TFT, <laughs> I love, I love this game so much. I wish I had more time to play it, man. Like, new set came out a couple weeks ago, it took a little while to figure it out, but I, I it's just a good game, it's on mobile now. I've been I've been playing it when I can. I was on Night Shift two weeks ago, and I got to jam some mobile TFT, which was good. It made the shift go by a lot faster. So, if you're looking for something there, um, yeah, something something new, something different to do, I would I would suggest checking that out. I gotta say, I hate the new set. Oh. I, I I love TFT, but I don't like the new set at all. Yeah, it was like fair. busted towards Rebels forever, and now it's like uh, Mech Pilot Infiltrator Demolitionist Kaisa just wins you like every oh, game. Oh my god. Just shitting on my parade, John. <laughs> just trying to say, hey, this game's cool. Check it out. <laughs> no, it, it, I don't disagree it, with you, by the way. But It's tons of fun. 10.8 just came out, so they're going to shift again. Just figure it out. <laughs> Dude, once we get some time fun. between seasons, we should host, like, in-houses or... Uh... We should do like an in-house five v five. Oh, I, I I meant to talk to you guys about that. We got we got to organize that. We got we got to have the, the gold card podcast invitational. Definitely, we got to organize that, and we'll do a TFT that. invitational too. That could be fun. So yes, um, Chris Cal. Um, yeah, just quickly, I like to give a shout out to the people who actually dropped by the ch- chat on Twitch. We got X Ghost Rider and Goat Sack. You guys been keeping me company with your questions and. 
tell your friends, tell more people to come along and just watch. I'll try to consistently stream our gold card pod. I think people really enjoy the more live uh, streaming, but don't forget to download. We need those numbers. Go review, go put it on YouTube, go on iTunes. Uh, just give us a shout out. Let your friends know because we're not giving any great edges away except Cal. He'll always give his great edges for the LP. <laughs> but uh, we're not really giving too much away that your friends will overtake you in DFS. But sports betting, you're going to be, what, $450 a dollar richer? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, okay, I guess it's my turn. Um, yeah, so for DFS, I've been dropping hints on Twitter. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, con- <laughs> it's pretty noticeable on who, who I'm going to be. On. <laughs> I love I this my- new trend of code <laughs> dropping. Like, can we please keep this going? Like, between you it's- two, it's just been outstanding. It's actually funny. Like, people were like, "What is your name, Mark?" I'm like, "No, it's not Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Mark. Sorry." But uh, other than that, you know, I've been uh doing the do and be approach in League of Legends, you know, playing different champions this entire week that I'm on vacation. So, you know, sign me up for the LCS next year. That's it. <laughs> I got a... So- okay. No, just his, his Zoe is amazing, and today he suddenly decided to go Akali, and I'm just solving all kinds of confusion. <laughs> it happens. I got a, a fun little finisher for us. Yeah, go for it. Because uh, one of my most liked and responded to posts of all time from the other day where I was uh, calling out kind of Tommy G for his 20-post-long thread about Tom Hanks being a clone oh, that God. drinks baby blood or whatever. So I, I had some people respond to me with some like kind of vitriolic stuff when I made the uh, my post making fun of that. So I would just want to give you guys like my my number one most basic like thing against conspiracy theories for the most part, including this conspiracy theory. When you have dealt with the kind of people that are involved in these conspiracy theories, so like I've especially when I played poker, I used to play fairly high stakes poker, and I played with a lot of guys who were. CEOs, a lot of guys who were kind of living in a different world than I was living in and that you would be living in. The number one lesson that I just want people to remember is that people just really aren't any different. Like when you when you meet a guy who's like a, a, a billionaire CEO, they're not really any different than your buddy that works at McDonald's when it comes to like the kinds of things that they're looking for in the world. Some of them have like, you know, an incredible drive or whatever. But this whole like there's a secret cabal of like super genius guys who are who are blood fused to each other and never tell any sort of, you know, would keep everything under wraps at all times and nothing would ever go wrong. It's just not realistic to the real world. Like just go meet these guys. Like just go meet anybody who's in this like upper echelon of society. They're not living some sort of different kind of life. And I think that's what gets people about these conspiracy theories is they think that there's these people who are living on like a totally different plane of existence than the rest of us that are just smart to a level that nobody else is smart. And they're, they're following these insane uh, like rituals that are so far different than anything anyone else would be doing. And it's just not realistic. That's just not who these people are. If you ever meet a senator, if you ever meet somebody like that, they're just average Joes, dude. The senator that, that runs, you know, whatever, wherever you live, he's no different than your grandpa, really. He's probably just as out of touch as your grandpa is. He doesn't read all the bills that get put in front of his face because he doesn't have time and he wants to play shoots and ladders with his grandkids. Everybody's just the same, dude. They're not going to back alley meetings where they got to find the right door with the blood mark on it. And then like, they're not doing it, dude. They're just all these people that live, like people have this idea that there's these evil people 
up at the top of the up at the top I mean, of the world. Like in, I would say that there definitely are, but there's just not say. as many. As... I, I totally disagree with you. I don't think there's any evil people. They're not evil. That's not who they are. They don't wake up in the morning and they're like, I'm going to do evil shit and be a yeah. bad guy. And all they're doing is s- similar shit to what you would be doing if you were in their position. You you were born into multi-million dollars. You've never seen what it's like to work hard. You've never seen any of that shit. So when you wake up in the morning and they're like, hey, you can make a bunch of extra money for you and your you and your buddies. All you got to do is cut some, you know, some employees that are like lower level guys. They don't do shit anyway. They just work in the stores or whatever. They don't do anything. That's probably your, you think that's fine because you and your buddies, you've seen all the hard work you guys have put in to become these high level executives in this company. You went to college. You got a three point eight. You, you know, you worked hard. And you think all these scrubs that are working at your store are just like, you know, they're, they're probably all just drug addicts, probably didn't work hard. If they worked hard, they'd be where I am. So, of course, I'm going to make a decision that benefits me and my buddies. They're not trying to be evil. Like, nobody's trying to be evil. They just don't understand. Like, these people that are out of touch and they're like CEOs and they make these decisions that ruin the lives of, like, casual families. They're not doing it because they're evil. They're doing it because they don't understand how hard touch. they work. Out of touch is the best way yeah, about it. I they're think. out of touch. Yeah. They work. They think they work way harder than you. And they don't understand what it's like to work the job that you work or whatever. It's not that they wake up in the morning and they're like, I just can't wait to just screw people, dude. I just cannot wait to just bone yeah. the working class families. Yeah. So that's my sign off for today. There's no, I don't think there's a big evil cabal out there. I think people are just working in their self-interest. These same people have kids too. They're thinking about, you know, how am I going to send my kids to a good college? How am I going to make sure my kids have great opportunities in life? And they're thinking they don't really care about your kids. They're worried about their kids. I, t- <laughs> I tend to be more on, and I tend to be more on this side, like on the same side as you where Like, I think people are more similar than they want to think. Like, there's obviously, like, outliers in certain spots, but, like, for the most part, I think more people are, like, more similar than you'd think. You just don't always see that. Especially now, like, you end up seeing, like, more of the bad, like, just by the nature of 24-hour news cycles and all this other stuff and whatever people want to spoon-feed you through your search engines or whatever you want to do. But, like, generally speaking, like, for every every bad douchebag celebrity we hear about, there's, like, plenty of them that are just, like, regular dudes, you know? Like... I seen I, like I think, I, I seen like Hunter Pence was playing league today with a bunch of people, right? Or like uh, it, it's just one example. It was the first thing that popped to mind. But like AOC, yeah, like they're they're yeah, like yeah, there, there's plenty of there's plenty of situations where like it's not. They're just like regular people. Like they like the same things that you do. They have the same interests. Like yeah, I I, I mostly agree with you, John. I think and I, I think people would, aside, be, people would be really surprised that they knew how many people make a million dollars a year. And are basically living paycheck to paycheck because they're living way above their means and they have a car that's really expensive and a house that's really expensive and a bunch of like really expensive bills that they don't need. But sometimes you hear about like, you know, some some CEO guy or some executive guy making a decision that screws lower people and increases his own pay. You'd be surprised how many of those people are basically just living paycheck to paycheck and they're just trying to survive in their own way. They're being they're doing douchebag things. But they're making the kind of decision you might make if you were them and you had no money in the bank and you want to send your kids to Harvard and you're like, shit, I can I can make some extra money. I need to make some extra money. Yeah, so, so everything's relative, right? Yeah, people. I think people would just be surprised. Hmm. All right, I always like the philosophical dives. We, can do, we can do like we got to get like Andy. We got to get Andy and uh, what's his name on to do the the gold car deep dive. <laughs> there we go. That was funny. He was actually Andy was. That's funny. Andy was actually just messaging me today. He's been playing league, like actually playing league. Yeah. So we we'll have to we we'll to get some games in with him. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun stream event. We we'll have to get a, a stream going with like us four and and him or Josh or any any number of the other uh, listeners and everything. So. 
Yeah, okay, so I think that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, enjoy the playoffs. We'll be back again next week. Uh, same bat time, same bat place, with uh, probably LPL playoff picture settled and LCK finals, if I'm remembering the schedule correctly. So we will see you guys next week. Everybody enjoy and good luck. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.